Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where I am absolutely delighted to be um, having a conversation with a lady from Switzerland, Simone Anelka. And Simone today has is, uh, is chosen a very, very interesting title, a very interesting title, and it's called Listening and Speaking From Our Hearts. So uh, Simone, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much for having me here. Excellent. So, uh, right, listening and speaking from our hearts, Simone. Tell us more, please. Yes, that's. Uh, I'm. I'm really passionate about this because it's so. Um, it's so much um, helping myself to connect with myself inside of me and to really deeply, truly listening to uh, the person I'm with. So it's um, actually. I, I don't really want to call it a technique. It's a meditation practice in pairs. I learned from a dear friend of mine, uh, um, his name is Robert Gonzalez, and he actually learned it from his spiritual practice. It comes from, it, it's originated in the Enlightenment Intensive. And it's a way of being with each other in the presence of each other and truly deeply listening to each other and also really speaking from uh, speaking your truth, speaking my truth and being received. Yeah. And um, that's just um, a beautiful, beautiful practice. I'm, yeah, as I say, really lucky and happy that uh, I'm feeling blessed that this came into my life. Yeah. I, and, you know, Simone, obviously it goes without saying that I totally understand that because um It'd be embarrassing if I didn't understand it because I've got a podcast called Speaking From Our Heart. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if I didn't understand, but the, the listening bit, I think that's so much overlooked in our world about the power of listening to each other and being present with people. And, you know, there's, there's a train of thought that says the most powerful words are those that are never spoken. And that really heightens the listening element, doesn't it, of being present and, and feeling what that person's saying and sharing that compassion of, you know, that insight into their world. And what, what I, especially in this practice, I like, it is actually a listening, not so much um, because I want to respond to what I'm hearing, but to be to be fully received um, or to receive the one who is speaking fully. And that's also part of how this came alive. Uh, Charles Berner, who um, um, created the Enlightenment Intensive, he has one of these saying, he says, when, when we are received fully, then um, knowledge be turns into wisdom. Yeah. And I really like that. There yeah. is something in that. I see that inside of me when I go inside and contemplate in the presence of someone else. First of all, 
I have access to my inner world because there is much more presence here. It's my presence and the presence of the other person. And what the listener actually does, he's not interacting with me, which we normally do in, in conversation, kind of this nodding and this smiling and this yeah. confirming. So the idea of having someone who is present with me is more just having the pure essence of presence yeah. instead of having the interaction. And that by itself causes something inside of me that I can deeply go inside and connect with my inner wisdom. So for me, this is like the purest art of con contemplation I, I ever um, experienced because I get access to my, I become my own guru. It's not about, um, it's not about learning from out there, but it's learning from inside, inside out. And then what's also so powerful, I speak it out. Yeah. You know, many people, many people that meditate, meditate in their own inner world, but then there's something bringing this into the space between us and it's being received in that space. That's, that makes it so powerful. That's, in my understanding, when knowledge, inner knowing, turns into wisdom. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. You talk about nonviolent communication, Simone. Give, give us some insight into, you know, what do you really mean by that? I'm um, part of my background. I used to be a lawyer. Right. And um, years ago, I got introduced to nonviolent communication by um, Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. And at that time, when I got introduced to it, I found, I thought, oh, my goodness, um, I, have, I have many, many years of spiritual practice in my back. And when I got introduced to nonviolent communication, I had a sense that here, finally, someone gives me the how to do. Right. Okay. And the how to do is with a, um, a, I would say, a simple way of trying to observe, not to judge, really being connected with your feelings, with your sensations, connect with your needs, which is um, by itself needs a little bit of explanation. I would call it my heart's yearning, my long, my deepest longing which actually I am myself. It's, I call needs today because I am more evolving into the spiritual side of nonviolent communication, which actually Marshall Rosenberg in his later years also said, um, the basis of all what I do is spirituality. He didn't name that in the beginning. And so the nonviolent communication, how it's taught today in, many ways it's more taught as a communication model but actually and it, at its core it's an awareness practice so talking about needs as soul qualities which actually it's me it's myself when i talk about love when i talk about freedom that's something that is me speaking from that and then also having a, a way of uh, interacting with someone else so that's kind of the model by itself. And 
when it's taught as a communication model, um, it um, normally helps to connect, to see where are you, what are your heart's longing, what is the soul quality that wants to live through you. And that's actually not different than mine. So on the level of needs, we really can connect. And from there, we try to find something that is um, helpful for the two of us. So when it comes to bringing this into daily life, um, bringing this into action, um, then the best way is that your needs and my needs are being considered in that. Your quality, you as your whole being, me as my whole being is seen. And then let's find ways where we can be ourselves. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm expressing is much more my understanding of a spiritual approach to it, that meeting my needs actually is a way of expressing who I am and at the same time also giving you the space to express who you are and needing on that, on that level. And that's a lovely way to put it, Simone, because for what, how I interpret that is actually a dance of two energies, just embracing and, you know, you imagine in the physical sense two, two, two people dancing. Well, this is the same thing, only on an energetic vibrational way, isn't it? And that's what I've learned. And, and that's why when I, you know, did some sort of background uh, research around your, your, your nonviolent communication, it's my everything lit up in me because my background from a very early age was violence and I've made that transformation from that very violent that very sort of ego driven survival raw way of being to this much more powerful way of being and sometimes when I revisit um, you know guys and girls that I've grown up with that from from my past um, and they've, you know, they've not made this transition. They don't understand, you know, the label that they now give me is I've, I'm soft and I'm fluffy and I'm all, I've lost touch with reality. And my assertion on that is very simple. No, before I wasn't real, but now I am. That is for me the blatant reality for, you know, this this kind of more spiritual faith driven and I, and I personally uh, Simone use the word faith in not necessarily in a religious context because there is no right there is no wrong I think that's our most intimate and personal relationship for all of us I believe that um, so I'm certainly not decrying religion but for me it is around this faith of of things like letting go and, and this dancing that we're talking about and this energy and this mutuality um, and sharing this positive vibe into the world that will change the world. But that change comes from within first and then we emit that. And, and as I say, I think what's even more powerful is when two people keep exchanging that, that compounds and grows and that vibrational effect out into the world um, I believe is monumental and that will in terms to bring it back to the non-violent communication my perception of that Simone is that will change the world because I think the world is now radically crying out for change 
I think you know that's so true what you say because I, as you say you have been grown up in a violent um, environment and there in my understanding just being human at that time in, in at this time um, here on this planet and um, with all what we have gone through um, I have a sense that we all have experienced in some way violence or or I call it also trauma. Mm -hmm. And when my understanding is, and that's, I'm speaking here also, um, just to be also transparent, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm always nonviolent. When I'm triggered, when I fall, when, when I fall into survival or stress mode, yeah. it's just very natural that I go into this fight and flight yeah. and wanting to be right. And especially this wanting to be right becomes so strong because uh, I think that's so true. Once I heard uh, Eckhart Tolle say, when we have this, I want to be right. And that's very often connected with blaming the yeah. outer for not feeling good. And yeah. I know how it's supposed to be. And then what expecting this to be like this. And he said something that rings so true for me whenever I want to be right at the core of it. It is always about me having the right to live. That is on the very deep level activated. And when that in some way is threatened and it doesn't even be make sense maybe to the outer, but my system experiences something like this. I'm threat this is a threatening situation. I go into this fight and flight reaction and then having techniques or having something, tools that helps me to get out of this state, to reflect and respond instead of react. Yeah. That is something and that's, that's learnable. We can learn this. Yeah. And I think the earlier in age we learn how to deal with those situations, being human being on this planet, it's just there's always situations that come up. But how can I deal? How can I respond differently to my own inner reactions and to reactions to other selves? And I love it in the English respond is very much connected with responsibility. Yeah. So for me, taking responsibility for my feeling state, for what's happening inside of me in relationship to what's out there, that's actually empowering. Yeah. So responsibility for me is empowerment. So being able to step into my own responsibility and I'm empowered. And it's not always the case. And some, sometimes I'm not able to do this. But then how do I, how do I um, respond to my reactivity? Can I be self-compassion? Can, can I be open-hearted towards myself? And can I open my heart towards myself and then again towards the other person? Yeah. It's interesting, Simone. I was only this morning. I was listening to uh, Wayne Dyer's. He's done an interpretation of the the Tao Te Ching, 
and the 81 verses. Now, I think it was verse 17 I was listening to this morning around enlightened leadership. And it was exactly what, well, it embraced what you've just said there about, you know, whatever's going off out there. I'm kind of not responsible for that. The only thing I'm responsible for is what's going off in here. And we do have choices around that. And uh, yeah, I think it's quite, I I love the the way these things, these messages keep repeating themselves from listening to that on a simple audio this morning. Now you're talking about the same thing, which for me is just that reinforcement of the way things actually are. And and I have these conversations with, with people that challenge me about my past um, or you, you're not one of us anymore or you know you've gone all soft and you talk about this love thing and all this you know you've sometimes we think you've lost the plot and that's great you keep thinking that because let me speak in a language and for the courtesy of the listeners I shall keep the expletives and the industrial language out of it because I can still have part of my world and I do have part of my world as you just alluded to Simone that real human being I get frustrated I get angry um, that's real because I th- was it Chopra that said we are spiritual beings having a human experience well the mm-hmm. human experience is is full of everyday challenges and I can remember being in the States two or three years ago somebody asked the question do we ever get to a stage where we're sorted? And I suppose by sorted, you could you could perceive that to be total alignment. And the response was this, no, but we learn to catch it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a beautiful way to put it because that allows us, to, first and foremost, in a world that is full of human beings, to be human, but at the same time, then retreat to our own space to say well actually no I've just observed myself there I think this is encompassed with what you said about awareness Um, I I love that word I think it covers everything so to have that awareness of mm, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way maybe I should have took responsibility and that's the learning curve that we go on isn't it Mm -hmm. And I really like that you mentioned Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer for me is really one of of my spiritual teachers. And um, I still experience his guidance after his um, death. Um, I like the fact that he and me, we have the same day of uh, May May 10th is our birthday. So I feel even uh, connected uh, uh, with him through that. And I know that he, uh, from reading his, that he um, was very deeply touched by an uh, encounter with Viktor Frankl uh, when he was in Vienna. And Viktor Frankl, I, in my trainings, I, when I start the, um, the training, I very often um, uh, quote Viktor Frankl with, um, he had this saying that between the stimulus and my reaction or response, there is that space. And it's that space in uh, where, where I have my where where, li- where in that lies my freedom because I can choose. It's the freedom to choose. And I had a long time. I thought, oh, I have to try to change my. There is a stimulus, and then I want to change my reaction to that. And then I realized that's probably really. 
takes a lot of time because mm -hmm. because of this old brain and reactivity and stress and survival response. And then I, I realized maybe it's not so much about changing my first reaction to it, but then how do I respond to my reaction? Yeah. And in that li lies my freedom because I see I might get angry again, I might get reactive, I might get, but then can I step back and see and look at this and then ponder on this and change this one, how I treat myself, how I treat the other? Am I able to, when things happen, am I able to then go back into conversation with you after I have checked where am I coming from? What yeah. is my heart's longing? Why am I reacting like this? And what is it that I would like to see different? So this, how do I respond to my reactivity actually creates that space in which I am free to choose. Absolutely. I want to dig a bit deeper, Simone, if I can, around that word awareness. Um, the very first podcast, and, and, and I can't, I mean, listeners yet again must be sort of, um, blimey, Paul, you really do keep going on about this ABC. Um, but the very first podcast I did, um, Simone, was Mastering Life is as simple as ABC. And for me, it kind of wraps up or is encompassed within what we're speaking about now, because the A is awareness. And I think we've, you know, we've kind of danced with this awareness um, quite a bit. The B is our beliefs. And I had uh, an interesting insight relatively recently around this belief to see or see to believe. Which one's correct? And... The answer for me that came across from a, an internationally renowned practitioner was neither. Because isn't it true that we're initially, you have to take that leap of faith and actually you, you need to believe to see. And if you believe, it will unfold. I suppose it's kind of wrapped up in the law of attraction. So, you know, that's it's not our remit now to sort of discuss the powers of that or, or not, as the case may be. But the, the believe to see this faith-driven way of being. Or, no, I'm a human being and my life is hard and I need to see it first before I believe it. Mm -hmm. So which one's right? Neither for me because they're both beliefs. And aren't beliefs something that come into our life that we believe to be true now? It's our belief. But it's not a universal truth. And there's a big difference, isn't there? The way nature conducts herself and the way things unfold and that we don't even understand. We think we understand so much about this world. And I personally think we don't know anything about the way Mother Nature unfolds her beauty. This, this vibrational dances that's taking place all the time, all over the world, in throughout the universe. And so for me, the beliefs is something that, as a mentor, Simone, that I really focus on with people. And, and, and if those beliefs are, are not serving somebody, then let's dig down and let's dismantle them. And then the C. Before you go to the C, I would like, if you allow me to add something, because it's really, um, 
in talking, coming back to the diets, one of my deep insights recently being in a diet and we were contemplating on um, commitment to freedom or commitment to truth. And what came up for me is in the belief, I, I heard my, my inner teaching teacher talk to me and said, are you willing? And I heard my inner disciples say, yes, but I don't know how. Mm. And that's where the belief comes in. And then I had this realization, it's good enough to, or then the answer came, just, be, uh, just belief or willingness is the beginning and it's the initiation. It's the first step. Yeah. Do you believe? Are you willing? And then, of course, it's the stepping into the unknown. It's I don't know, because if yes. I would know, I wouldn't have to believe, then I would know. So it's that, are you willing to go towards that? Do you believe? Do you trust? Do you have faith to go towards that? And then it's always a surrender and stepping into the unknown. Yeah. And that was one of these deep insights in one of those diets I was talking in the beginning of just by a question of committing to freedom or committing to um, are you or what is committing? How is committing for you? Yeah. So I'm so it was just I wanted to put that in there because it was just in my in my understanding so much wonderfully adding to what you're just saying. Yes, yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah, because beliefs, you know, the risk of, of, of sort of repeating and stating the they're so powerful and influential in all our lives, aren't they? No, no matter you know what our level of awareness is, um, they're just they're they're yeah. Um, so to go on to the C then, uh, Simone, that's the creativity. I bring in creativity because. If I can be allowed to speak around my own example, and I don't want, want to dwell on this because it's not, I don't want to make this about me and my story and my perceptions because it's not, because everybody's got their truth. But it, I think the message needs to be conveyed in a way that hopefully people can put their truth on, on what I'm trying to say here rather than trying to understand my truth or what was my truth. And it, it was that sort of very much that see to believe I'm in a raw or was for many, many years in a decades, in fact, in a very raw way of survival. And these conditionings, these limiting beliefs that was you get in first, kill or be killed. And all this kind of violent way of thinking, aggressive, confrontational, win at all costs. Uh, coming second is for losers and all these cliches. And that was very much my world. It was very black and it was very white. Mm -hmm. And that was fueled by my, my addiction, my alcohol addiction as well. So this whole myriad of craziness. But to kind of bring that back, Simone, what I learned was, and I use this metaphor now, which I think is a very simple one. If we imagine ourselves ready to go on a journey of discovery and say we'll be in a helicopter, I like the helicopter analogy. Um, doesn't have to be a helicopter, but if we're in a field and the helicopter's there, parked, ready to take off, and we look down and we see one blade of grass in this massive field of green grass, but we focus on one thing, one blade, 
and somebody says to us why are you staring or focusing on that one particular blade of grass that's my problem you don't understand you you haven't got a blade of grass like that one that blade of grass is mine nobody in this world has got that problem you don't understand it's okay fine i don't understand I can focus so then what we do is ask the the pilot to start the engine on the helicopter and so the rotors start going round, and all of a sudden that vibrational energy from the rotors start sending waves all over the grass and so it's all where's where's my blade of grass it's just in this this constant dance with all the other blades now so is that the solution no no not at all it's not even begun yet because then what the helicopter do will do is rise up it will escalate so I'm looking down so not only can I see my one particular problem brackets blade of grass now Simone because of all this waving I can't actually see oddly any grass at all because as we go higher and higher all I can see is this kind of square or shape of green a green mass I can't see any individual I can't see anything so the, for me, the moral of this metaphor, of this story is, if you don't like the field you're in, go to another field. And actually, if you don't like the country that that field is in, go to another country. And actually, if you don't like the country, go to any other part of the world. But there's one important thing. Learn to fly that helicopter so you can be in control of your own journey. And forget about the blade of grass. I like that. And it reminds me of so much um, talking about Wayne Dyer. He has this saying, I think he even had it from some of his teachers. Um, if you change the way you look at things, yeah. the things you look at change. Yeah. And it brings it back to me being responsible for it. If I don't like it, then I'm I have the power to change it. And I think that's the awakening. That's where we get more and more into that. We take this responsibility and we can see that we are. And that brings me back to what you said. That's the creative force inside of us. Yeah. We have that. It doesn't mean it's easy. And it is there in us and we I really have a sense that we do receive because it's the layers are getting thinner and thinner and we do receive also the help when yeah. we are willing to step aside and let help come through. And so like this surrendering to listen inside of me, to connect, to, to see what helps me to open up my heart again and again when I'm closing down to what is helpful to me to open up my, are you willing? You don't know exactly how to do, but are you willing? It's almost like this first step, do one step and I will do 10 for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings in as well, if I can go back to this contrasting choice we have, and it is a choice between this new love, in my context, relatively new love way of being, versus that old way of being survival existence call it what you will that was based totally on fear totally on fear and i know things are 
uh, within the personal development movement generally portrayed as a choice between love and fear. And I think in its most simplistic form, it is. And we do have that choice. We kind of sit in the middle. So which way am I going to go? Am I going to go that way towards fear? Am I going to go that way? And when I, you know, become embroiled in these conversations around, you know, how much I've changed, if you like. And my answer is very simple, Simone. I've changed because the choice was easy. To live a life of addiction, despair, darkness, where you're living off your nerves and you're, everything's, you're just so, you're, you're ill, you're toxic. I was, anyway. Um, and you know that there has to be a better way. And that was what started a voyage of discovery for me. And the more I learned to let go and trust, which is faith, the more that I found that this other way of being, which we'll call love, it's, it doesn't even, it's not even a, a comparison or a competition because the softness and the gentleness and the divine femininity that uh, Wayne Dyer refers to, it's, it's powerful. And in terms of that divine femininity, I made perfect sense of that quite easily because when I looked personally from a, a, hu a human and even an ego point of view, Simone, I was able to make very, very strong um, sense of that because reflecting back upon my journey as a child, the most powerful and positive influences in my life had been from feminine energy. My mother, my grandmother, the girlfriends that was in my life, the, the amazing women that came into my life thereafter, that beautiful, beautiful, powerful feminine energy. So for me, that is... You know, when people talk about choices, well, well, yeah, it's OK for you. You've got it all sorted. No, I haven't. I had a choice to make the same as we've all got a choice to make. And I suppose my parting message, um, Simone, and, and obviously I'll invite you in for your parting message in a moment. But mine would be it is a choice. So choose wisely. But remember, there's only really ever one choice. Absolutely. So from your own point of view, Simone, um, in terms of a parting message, one sort of real powerful knockout statement or call it what you will, what would that be? Well, I, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> what would that one be? I really, um, I really sense we live in such a great time that we have, I, I, I sense this help that we get as we are more connecting <laughs> to who we really truly are and being able to step aside and have, for me, it's a lot with surrender, yeah. that loving, becoming that loving channel to um, bring, um, let the love who we are flow into this world and Actually, there's so many beautiful things that support us in that. And what works for me might not work for um, someone else, but there is definitely something out there that works for each one of us. And just to share what works for me, uh, I think that's also that calling to um, spread what works for me because maybe I can reach other people who are in a place that um, they are looking or um, they're, lo I, I call more, 
longing for something that is touching them. And so um, the way I do is my spiritual NVC and this diet work, which I um, want, which I make available to, um, it's for free, which I make available to people to really deeply connect on, with their inner guide. Originally, it's called uh, the Diet Inquiry Project, um, Guidance from Within, to really deeply listening. And I think that's the new, really cool thing. We can do this in community. Yeah. It's not anymore that we are sitting at home and doing our meditations um, just in our own um, uh, secluded place. But I think this is the cool thing, that we can do this with other people. We have the internet. I call this the internet beings. They're supporting us right now um, because there is something that helps us to connect. And using this technology, I know a lot of people are still afraid of going online and, yeah. and, and using the technology, uh, not knowing. But it's so supportive to do this together, being together in one's presence and being there for each other. And then whatever is supportive to you. I do it through my diet work. I do it through my spiritual NVC, through my retreats. And um, there's so many other things. So just, um, I think, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, three simple but very, very, very powerful words. Just do it. And I think the you know the the simplicity because you know for people that may say well it's you know all this I don't know where to start because people talk about meditations and they talk about the, you know the holistic medicine and they talk about you know alternative therapies and it's like it's all so confusing and I think the simple answer to that Simone is just align yourself with somebody that you you feel good with that somebody that has got that spiritual that you know that dare I say that greater spiritual level a higher level of awareness and hang on to their coattails because they're excellent guides and excellent teachers their truth won't be your truth but having that holding your hand along those first steps I think are very very crucial um, and, and make life you know a life of discovery and to use that helicopter analogy go into new fields and conquer new levels of discovery i think those first steps are all important and that's why it's important to reach out to you know to to, to discover your higher self and so on that note of reaching out simone how can people get in touch with you find out more about you connect with you there is i have two websites one is the diet um, inquiry.org that's just to that's just a, a landing page a sign up page so people who would like to get on the mailing list um, that they um, can just sign up there and um, it's for free then they get the invitation on a weekly basis there are whatsapp groups but they will get the information once they have signed up to that and who is more interested in the um, um, spiritual non-one communication um, there is my other website uh, um, www.compassion um, www um, slash voice dot ch 
Um, there is, it's in German because I'm, I'm based here in, in Switzerland, but there is a button to translate. If you have problems, hopefully in the couple uh, of months, I have uh, in just a proper a proper English version of that. Um, it's just work in progress. But if you're interested and there is upcoming events in, one is going to be a beautiful event in Bali in September. Um, where we do diet work on the basis of um, spiritual non-mind communication. It's about restoring, about resting. I work together with other two trainers, Anna Groves and Rob Tenbrook from New Zealand. So it's going to be an international gathering. And so if you people want to be updated, um, just um, sign up, sign up to the newsletter. I will send that out and then keep them posted what's uh, wonderful um, um, going to happen in the next couple of months. Beautiful. The um, Your contact details, uh, Simone, will be in the show notes. So listeners can, uh, if they've not managed to, to capture it here and now, that's fine. They, they will be in the show notes. So uh, yeah. Um, wow. Where do we go from here? Um, <laughs> where do we go from here? Simone, thank you. Thank you for those shares and those uh, those insights, those very powerful insights. And, uh, you know, as we kind of started or I started hosting this uh, particular episode by alluding to the that that word, that violence, that that darkness and, and that destruction and that despair that we all feel. And so, you know, there's a personal gratitude element from me in terms of what you've shared, because I know that what you're talking about works and not only just does it work it works dramatically powerfully so thank you that's actually that's actually really also my um, experience that when things are really <laughs> not going well at all um, when I'm able to truly listen and connect um, when nothing works, there might be a chance that um, this way of communicating with each other, um, is like a, a good a, a good way to to try and even if it doesn't it not always solves the problem but at least I can go differently out of a conflict because it feels it feels kind of good for myself yeah. and I'm not hitting myself and I'm compassionate around this and that by in itself be nice to myself in that if not um, for the two of us. So it's really, really, um, yeah, it's something I really cherish and I, I love to bring into the world. And I want to actually just use the last sentence, um, the last, I, I, I hope that's okay. Otherwise, yeah, you can fine, cut it out. Simple, I would yeah. love to say also thank you to the ETTG, the uh, European Transformational Teachers Gathering, and to Steinar, because that's how we met. Yeah. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known about you. You wouldn't have known about me, if we wouldn't have had this platform to meet there. And that's just that beautiful gathering of like-hearted. I call it like-hearted light workers, where I so deeply um, enjoyed not being in competition with each other. So that's the new thing, but just really being cooperative and supporting each other. And just this huge, big gratitude to Steinar Detlefsen, who organized this, and all of the people who have been there, who I've met. So I'm really grateful for that, to have met 
and it was on my mind movie to work together with light workers more and so it's it's manifesting already so i'm really wow. grateful and thank you so much and i'm so happy for you what you're doing what you're doing bringing the world out connecting with people and helping people to spread their word so thank you paul to you really big thank you to you and on that um, and on that note um i think it's all about and going back to the title about listening and speaking from our hearts hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success